It's game one. <laughs> We're all doing our best here. Welcome to the very first checking out the competition of the 2021-2022 season. And I am lucky enough to be joined by Kent Baskey from Nux Misconduct, who is going to chat with me about the Vancouver Canucks. Kent, how are you doing? I'm excellent. How are you doing, Kelly? Not bad at all. Pretty psyched about this hockey season starting. Yeah. Or at least uh, I was before all the flyers started getting hurt, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I we was, can't we can't even start yet. And it's I was right. all excited because I was like, oh, we're gonna play the Flyers and we haven't played the Flyers forever. And then your GM had to go and make things all weird. You know? Yes. So thank you for bringing that up because that's the first thing that we're gonna talk about. It was super nice of Chuck Fletcher to give me an actual topic to talk to you about since, you know, I don't have anything else, but we went ahead and plucked one of your guys from the waiver wire. Yep. Zach McEwen. Is that how you say his name? Zach McEwen. Yep. So he has done something that I really like, which is having a mustache and being from PEI. So he's one of my favorites there already. Um, but what else can you tell me about him? What should we expect to see out of him? Well, I mean, he's a he's a hardworking kid. You know, I mean, he made it to the NHL just on work ethic alone. You know, he was, I think, I'm pretty sure he was undrafted. Yeah, undrafted. Got a chance at uh, making the uh, Utica Comets. Managed to get a, a role there and, you know, impress the Canucks enough that he got, you know, a deal, got called up, you know, played a bit last year. And then this year he came into camp and he was just okay, you know, but there was a lot of competition for those top six or bottom six spots this year. And basically he, uh, was a victim of the numbers um with brock besser being injured they were going to keep him up but then when it looked like besser is just about ready to come back now uh, they tried to send him down to abbotsford where their new uh, farm team is mm -hmm. and uh well chuck stepped in and uh, <laughs> there we go chuck's so. been uh chuck's been stealing some guys from the rave waiver wire this week yeah um, um, which kind of unexpected, I think, for us over here in Flyersville. Yeah, you know, um, Zach's like he's not going to be a, a a top six guy. He does have good hands for a big guy. You know, he's more of a checker. Hits. Mm -hmm. You know, when he's when he's on, he's on. You know, and he does not shy away from dropping the gloves. I don't know if you guys like that thing in Philadelphia. You know. mm. The whole hard to say. thing i don't know but yeah so no um it's unfortunate because you know i think especially with the way the canucks have injuries he would have been called up easily you know at some point during the season so uh but uh, you know it's it's a good pickup for you guys and uh hopefully you know he can stick with it and but you know, this is two guys now that they've had uh, taken off the waiver wire trying to get them down to the farm team. So that's a bummer. Uh, 
Well, yeah, that's Jim Benning and his asset management for you, though. You know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dickhead, but he- hearing that you seem like, you know, relatively bummed that this guy got picked up kind of makes me feel a little bit better about yeah. the deal generally. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's a good depth piece and every team needs those. And, yeah. uh, you know, he kind of went out with a bang. He had a fight against Zach Cassian in one of the preseason games. and uh, Yeah, he uh, kind of did a number on him, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, he sounds like he might end up being a bit of a fan favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, once they get to know him, they'll like him a lot. You know, he, yeah. he was a, a pretty popular guy, especially in Utica. You know, they loved him there. So. Mm-hmm. So these first few pregames at the start of the season are always difficult because I have not seen the Flyers play a single meaningful hockey game yet. Your team has played one. It was a loss to the Oilers the other night. Um, So there's, you know, not a lot of stuff to talk about, really. But the Vancouver Canucks did have a rather active offseason. Lots and lots of stuff happening. I guess the, the biggest one being that. Um, Oliver Ekman, Larson, Connor Garland, big time deal that went down. Um, Looking here, you guys traded some picks. Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson and Antoine Roussel for Connor Garland and Oliver Ekman, Larson. So that was kind of the big move. And then there was some it seems like some little other pieces added here and there. Um, How are you feeling about the way that the Canucks look after all of these moves were made? Well, I mean, I think up front, the Canucks are definitely a better team. You know, they completely remodeled that bottom six. And, you know, apart from um, Brandon Sutter, who is unfortunately suffering from uh, what it it appears it's long COVID. So, you know, he's he's still fairly ill and uh, suffering from that. But uh He's the only guy remaining from that was part of that bottom six from last year. So, uh, you know, they went out and they signed Jason Dickinson. Uh, they brought in um, Nick Batan and uh, Justin Dowling, you know, and then they made the trade with Ole Ulevi, sending him to Florida the other day, and they brought in Yuho Lamico, um, who's a fourth line guy but he has a lot of uh, penalty killing experience which is definitely something that the Canucks were looking to address and were not happy with how it was going in the preseason which was one of the things that uh, precipitated that trade so you know it's um, like up front I think that they definitely look like they're a stronger team oh and they also brought in um Uh, Oh, man. Don't you hate that when you just blank out like that? It happens to me constantly. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Let me run through here. It'll come come to me in a second here. Uh, You'll edit this out for me so I don't look like an idiot. (laughs) No, I'm leaving it. Brandon Sutter. Uh, Vasily Podkolzin. 
I was gonna. There that was. Go. I was gonna say. That. Yes. So yeah, uh, dra- drafted a couple of years ago. He'd been over in the KHL. You know, he had impressed quite a bit at some of the World Junior Championships, and there's been you know kind of a buzz building in Vancouver about this kid coming over and getting to play, and uh, you know he's he's looked good. He you know I mean he hasn't been like jaw dropping good. But, you know, he's learning this game. You know, it's a it's a steep learning curve, even in a league that's as good as the KHL. Stepping over into the NHL is an eye opener for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they're working with him and stuff and, and he's showing signs that he's starting to catch on. I mean, he has the potential to be a real power forward kind of guy, which is a they haven't had a guy like this on the Canucks in a long, long time. So, you know, if he can be the player that they think he is, you know, two or three down years down the road, this team, if they can keep everybody together and f- fix the issues on the back end, could be, a, you know, back to being a, a real serious contender once again. But How worried are you about... Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes not being re-signed yet. Oh, well, they are re-signed, though. Oh, are they re-signed? Oh, yeah. They were playing last night. So we'll let, we'll let you edit that out. <laughs> no, we can both sound tough. <laughs> when did they re-sign them? Uh, it was uh, last week. Last week. Okay. Yeah. I'm right on top of things. That's okay. <laughs> I know it's hard sometimes, you know. It really is. I mean... Listen, it's... <sighs> It's game one. <laughs> We're all doing our best here. Yeah, it's, you know, like there are days where I just like, I don't even want to look at this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm in I'm telling you. work and, you know, I try to find hockey information and I see the all the chaos that's going on in the world and it just, uh, it's draining. It's absolutely draining. There's a and, lot happening all yeah. the time. Yeah, Literally but we can we can definitely talk about them resigning. Yeah, you must be uh, okay. pretty happy about that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think both deals were good. You know, obviously, with the cap situation that the Canucks found themselves in, they weren't going to be able to do both long term. One of them was going to have to right. be, you know, a bridge deal, and I think it probably made more sense to get Hughes locked down long term, give Pedersen the bridge deal, and then. You know, he. Lo- I mean, he loves it in Vancouver. Yeah. I would be, I would genuinely be surprised if he left after this deal. You know, I mean, I'm sure there'll be teams that'll try and throw a bucket of money at him. But, you know, especially if they start, you know, getting close to doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, there, he's he, like... There's a picture from when he was a child and he was wearing a Vancouver T-shirt and stuff. Oh, like, that you know, is the destiny the for this guy. Yeah, If exactly. you can get a picture of them as a child wearing the team's like paraphernalia, whatever yeah. it is, sheets, pajamas, T-shirts, jerseys, that's the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get that, you're pretty much set. Yeah. No, so, I mean, it, was, 
he, he you know especially like for Pedersen was it was a really frustrating year last year with the wrist injury that he had he missed the last 30 games of the season you know and he was you know struggling a bit before that you know I mean he was still putting up points but you know something was wrong you could tell I mean he was hitting it seemed like every shot was hitting the post but not going in type of thing you know so there was a bit of frustration building and he's a very very motivated guy like this guy wants to win you know i mean sure all players want to win but like you know i think people don't realize just what kind of player this guy can be and uh this is going to be a season where he's really just gonna get back to that trajectory that he was in the first couple years yeah we um i think a lot of flyers fans pay some attention to petterson because uh you know drafting we could have but whatever um big picture the pacific division overall it's kind of like i mean from the outside looking in for me it's like vegas I guess you have to factor in Edmonton simply because yeah. of Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah. And then after that, it's kind of like, all right, what's going to yeah. happen? So yeah. do you feel like the Canucks have a, a good shot at getting into the playoffs this year? Man, you know, I'll, like a lot of things really need to go right. But I think the biggest thing is if this team can stay healthy, they they could they could definitely make the playoffs and as they showed a couple of years ago once you get in anything can happen absolutely I mean, you know it it seems like 10 years ago but it was only a year and a half ago that they were in the the 2020 playoffs and they took Vegas to a seventh game you know i mean almost all of that was single-handedly um Thatcher Demko who you know that's still still yeah. I mean, he could have, he just about stole that series. And then, you know, who knows what happens after that, right? But, right. you know, so, I mean, that that whole playoff run was like a blessing and a curse, you know, because it was like, man, we needed that. After missing the playoffs for so many years, it was like the fan base was re-energized. But then the expectations went up so high last year was just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong you know and Benning made some decisions over the summer and like none of them worked Mm. you know he brought in uh Nate Schmidt and Schmidt just did not click with the team at all I was really surprised that didn't work out because I I really liked Nate Schmidt I yeah you know I'm and then like he was just eager to get right out of town too like I mean, how bad do you hate a place that you want to go to Winnipeg? (laughs) I mean, that is actually a very good question because I feel like Vancouver is one of the NHL cities that like people would really want to go play in because like, you know, not only is it, you know, a storied franchise and really great fans, but also like an outstanding city to be a young person with lots and lots of money. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, if you've, and if you've ever been there, it's, it's beautiful there. It really yeah. is. I mean, man, you know, I kind of, I kind of miss it sometimes, but being out here in Ontario, but um, yeah. So, the, oh, uh, Braden Holtby also. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was bought out, right? Yeah. What happened there? Yeah. 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 
So, and then uh, they re-signed Jake Vertanen, and you know that that did not work. And yeah. Jake Vertanen is now exiled to Russia. Good riddance. Please don't come <laughs> back unless it's for a court date. But Yikes, that's all I'm gonna yeah. say there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but that, you know, it was just an extremely frustrating season. So I think that's why there's a little bit of hope because when things were bad, Jim Benning just seemed to not do enough to try and fix the issues. And this year he put in the work. Now I don't, the defense is still not good. Mm. And I mean, they, you know, two thirds of that defense was not here last year, you know, so it remains to be seen if Oliver Ekman Larson and Tucker Pullman, you know, are going to be able to step up and be better than people think they can be. Like, I will say that so far, Larson has been one of the better Canucks throughout the exhibition games and last night. You know, he had a goal last night on the power play and, uh, you know, he's looking good. He's he says he feels like he's 18 again. So Seems maybe, good. yeah, maybe, you know, he just really needed to get out of Arizona, which I can understand that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, he's such a weird situation. Cause there was a time when like people were so high on that guy. Yeah. Like yeah. he was one of those defensemen that like everyone wanted to get on their team. And then he signed that giant deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just like, and and we know that deal is probably going to come to come back to haunt us later. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, every you know deal. I feel like every deal like that, though. Like they're almost yeah. never good. Yeah, there's there's some of them out there that are just bad. But you know, we don't have Louis Erickson anymore. So there you go, small victories. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's so, not that I hated Erickson either, but no, it's just he was a. He was a disappointment. Mm. It seems like there's a number of players that for some reason ended up disappointing in Vancouver, which again is weird to me because it, it just seems like a place that hockey players would want to play unless yeah. the coaching staff and front office are just a disaster. But yeah, I don't know that much. <laughs> well, this is, this is Jim Benning's last chance basically. Yeah. Like if, if they miss the playoffs this year, he's done. They, Mm. they literally have to make the playoffs to save his job because, you know, the owner is a very involved owner, Mm -hmm. a little too involved sometimes. Uh, Basically he insulted the fans yesterday, (laughs) (laughs) calling them out because of a, a protest over Benning last year or wow. earlier in the year yeah i called them classless and stuff and yeah so that went over well but um no it's he you know he's he's very passionate about the team very involved with the team and he's given jim a lot of rope mm. to try and make this work and you know at some point he has to look at this and say okay this isn't working travis green also you know and i i I feel bad for him because i i don't think he's a bad coach i think that you know he's tried to do the best with what he's been given 
And I mean, f- for the first couple of years, you know, he wasn't given much, you know, but players started trickling in and the team is, you know, changing from that old core to the newer one. You know, there are no players left from the 2011 playoff run now with mm. Edler going to LA. So, um, you know, that whole, we're not really doing a rebuild rebuild has finally removed the last piece from the old, old squad. And, uh, you know, now they can kind of make their history, you know, and, and write new chapters for it. So. So heading into this season, what is something that you're super excited about seeing with the Canucks, like a, a player or a line or whatever? Well, you know, I, I love watching Elias Pettersson. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch and so creative. Um, I think Quinn Hughes is, you know, he is another guy who had a not so great season. I mean, it was good, but defensively he was bad. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed Tyler Myers running right through, um, oh, Duncan Keith. Okay. There we go. So Tyler Myers laying out Duncan (laughs) Keith last night in the, in the game. So for Flyers fans that don't know about this back in, um, 2009, was it? Yeah. Or 2012, uh, Duncan Keith went at Daniel Sedin, left the ice, threw a flying elbow, caught him square in the face, knocked him out. Uh, He got a five-game suspension for that. Didn't miss any playoff time. You know, Daniel Sedin missed three playoff games until he was ready to come back. And, like, this was a guy who for three seasons had a shooting percentage of, you know, between 11 and 13%, and it never recovered after that injury Hmm. you know so this is why you know 12 years later every time Duncan Keith touches the puck when he when they play in Vancouver he gets booed and it it has not forget man yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) so for for Tyler Myers to just take a clean perfect hit run right through the guy lay him out and then have some guy come up and try and fight him and take him out too. I mean, Tyler Myers has basically earned himself a free year. He can do Tyler Myers things. He can give the puck away. He can, you know, make bad, bad plays. It does not matter this year. It's okay because of what he did to Duncan Keith last night. You know, you love that. I, I do. It was, you know, because, I mean, it just seemed like there was that one little thing where, like, obviously, the R word is not one we want to use in Vancouver because of history. But Duncan Keith never really atoned for what he did. He mm. never really, you know, nobody really fought him or anything like that. So... That one, that one's closed in my books now. So nice. Yeah. It always comes for you eventually. Oh yeah, exactly. And also, I mean, I think it's just kind of a 
I don't think that that was a very good move by the Oilers too. So mm. for him to come there, like coming into that division and having to play Vancouver <laughs> over and over again, probably not what he wanted to do, but. Oh, that was well. a very odd move, but the yeah. Oilers are a hilarious organization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know I what mean, they're doing. You know, up, up front, they're great, but that back end, and I, I don't buy in that Mike Smith can be as good as he was last year. I'm sorry. I just don't. It's he, yeah, it's a real gamble with him. Yeah. You really don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. He, uh, he, he gave up a, a real bad one to Quinn Hughes last night too. So yeah, that was old classic Mike Smith. So yeah, that's the thing about a goalie like that. Like he, he'll, he might play good for a while, but you're always going to get, there's always going to be like some just like game destroying weak garbage goal Yeah, that goes in. I mean, we're going to have to look at Martin Jones for quite a few games this season. So I really shouldn't jinx mm, myself by yeah. talking about garbage goaltenders because <laughs> that's going to be an interesting experiment. But um, based on the literal zero units of information that either of us have about our respective teams this season, um, if you had to make a guess about how this game is going to end up, what would you say? Well, I mean, for some reason, the... Canucks and Flyers games are always really entertaining. You know, I think there's maybe it's just because of the they're one of the expansion teams from back then. So they've Mm -hmm. played them a lot more than, you know, some of the other newer expansion teams. But um, I don't know. I've always enjoyed watching these two teams play. Um, I think the Canucks win this time, you know. It's really? Just, yeah, you know, I think they kind of got a boost because they were down to nothing in this game against Edmonton and, and yeah. they came back to tie it and, you know, just about pulled it off in overtime and then took them to five shooters in the shootout. So, you know, Demko was uh, having himself a night again. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that there, uh, there's a lot of people writing them off and, you know, I want to believe that they can do this, but, you know, I've been hurt before. So I hear you. It's hard for me to just dive in and say, yes, yes, I believe you can do this because every time I've said that it's blown up in my face. So I'm cautious about it. But, you know, like I said, if if things go right for this team, you know, they could surprise a lot of people. It's just the the defense has to like they all have to have career years basically they have to be better than than they've shown yeah i mean it'll it'll be nice if they can take advantage of what looks like at the moment a pretty weak division yeah it's we'll see yeah it's hard to say i mean calgary is. is trying to be better but are they better they know? keep trying and i i keep waiting and I, I just don't know what's going to I don't know there. what to think about Seattle because, you know, they can't be Vegas, you know, 2.0, right? Like they uh, they made a lot of choices. Yeah. In that expansion draft that I don't quite understand, and also they hired Dave Haxtall, which is a very curious choice. Yeah. So yeah, you would 
Yeah, we'll we know a little, a little light bit. on that. Know a little bit about Dave Hextall. I, yeah. I just saw I saw um, Marissa and Gemi, their beat writer, talking about uh, after their first game, um, the number of block shots that that Seattle had, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting used to that. Dave Hextall loves nothing more than having his team take every single shot from the outside. So yeah, get ready. <laughs> he doesn't seem to have changed that strategy much, but who knows. You never really know what's going to happen when you put a bunch of dudes together for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, for the Canucks to actually have a, a regional rival for the first time, it's it's a little yeah, exciting. You know, that I kind of like that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it may take a little while for it to really have feeling. I think right now it's just, you know, there's basically the the hockey fans in Seattle who have been waiting for a team for so long and then there's all the disgruntled Vancouver fans who have just <laughs> said that's it I can't do it anymore and have jumped ship you know yeah. and that's their fan base right now so it'll probably we'll be see. super fun cuz i i don't think you can drive across the border yet it's they're going to be opening it apparently on the 8th of November. Oh, cause so, I feel like that'll be a fun little like, yeah, you know, go down and see an away game so, type of deal. Um, New Year's Eve, I believe. Oh, is uh, is one of the one of the games, either oh, New Year's fun. Eve or New Year's Day. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. All right. Well, just to put it on the record, I have to believe that the Flyers win their first home opening game that they've had in like many, many years. The Flyers always open on the road, usually on the West Coast, and it's almost always a disaster. So I'm kind of hoping hoping that opening up at home will uh, give them some spark right out of the gate. But everyone's injured somehow already, so I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen. But I'm going to say that the Flyers are going to win. I don't know All if right. I want to put a number on it. But I'm I'm gonna say Flyers win. Oh, okay. and you say you say Nux win, which yeah. is I think respectable choices for both of us. Sure, sure. It could happen. I mean, this is a this is a kind of a weird way to start for the Canucks to start their year because they don't actually have their home opener until the 23rd. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a six game swing, and their last game is actually in Seattle, and then couple nights later they host uh, Minnesota mm. so yeah they're over they're playing in uh, Detroit and uh, Buffalo yeah so they're all over the place some winnable games there yeah yeah thanks some Buffalo. points over here <laughs> I just feel for their fans you know I I do too I that's that's one of those cities that I feel like should have a good hockey team because every time I get mad at the Canucks, it's like, well, it yeah. could be worse. They're not the favors. It yeah. could definitely be worse. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, we should probably get along better with Sabres fans than we do because, you know, we're both part of the same club. We came into the NHL at the same time. We've both gone to the Stanley Cup final three times and lost. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we know what this is all about. <laughs> you know, we have this bond that cannot be broken and then it's going to get really weird when if one of us actually does win the cup one day i mean you know law of averages it'll happen eventually yeah, sure 
<laughs> I don't know when, but it might happen eventually. Better get soon because I'm not getting any younger. I hear you. I'd like to be able to enjoy it. <laughs> no doubt. You know, just just one. I just yep. just give me one. That's all I need. Yep. Kent, thank you so much for doing oh, it was this. My pleasure. It was great to talk to you again. Tell the people where they can find you. Um, we're at noxmisconduct.com. Uh, we're not nearly as mean and surly as people would like to think. You know, we're we're fairly welcoming over there. So you know, do feel free to stop in and and chat. And uh, we're always happy to have uh, visitors pop in from out of town. So I always check out the opposing team's SB Nation blog because they're the best. Ah. Well, I love I love what you guys do over there. You really do. I mean, thank you so much. Yes. All right. Well, you enjoy the game. Everyone listening. I hope you enjoy the game. Hopefully the Flyers give us a show for the first time in a long time. I I actually have a game that's on at a reasonable time. You know, this is the hardest part is living in Ontario and being a Canucks fan. Because a lot of these games start at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. And I work, I start work at 6 a.m. Oh, no. So a lot of my games are getting up at 4 a.m. and fast forwarding through commercials. And yeah, so. Oh, my God. Thoughts nice and prayers. To, yeah, it'd be if nice I had to, to sit there and watch a game. If I had to deal with West Coast start times, I just, I simply would not be a hockey fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind those Leafs visits anymore. Because, yeah, right. You know. <laughs> All right, Kent. Well, enjoy the game. Everyone okay. enjoy the game. Hopefully it's a good one. Go Flyers. All right. Thanks, Kelly.